Hey guys, before you start listening to this podcast, I just wanted to let you know that I'm doing a webinar on August 15 on how to be a YouTuber. I'm going to take you guys step by step on how to discover what your true authentic self is so that you can put it on a platform and how to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to edit a vlog for you guys on the spot and it's just going to be a very interactive and fun environment for you guys to learn and for us to bond. So if you want to sign up, check all of the details on my Instagram at Hanapangilinan, and I would love to see you guys there. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Bye. Hi, welcome to the podcast and welcome to another episode of Cuentos with Hannah. Today, we are going to be talking about some. Actually, let's let our friend explain. Hi, Hannah. I'm Aliana. I'm from the Philippines. Today, can you make cuento about how you handled pressure and life transition? College entrance exam results are around the corner and it is truly nerve-wracking. Can you share to us how you handled transition from high school to college and share some tips on how to survive, especially for those students who will study abroad or far from their families? I've been worried about it endlessly. Thank you, Hannah. Love you. Thank you so much, Aliana, for that question. Wow, parang ano, binibining Pilipinas, no, but um, thank you so much for that question because it actually is a perfect segue into what I actually really wanted to talk about. If you guys don't know, just to give you some context, this video is a follow-up to my last video which was saying goodbye to Australia. I moved to Australia a year and a half ago and I studied there, so I really wanted to do a little podcast to explain what it was like to be transitioning from here and there, from high school to college, from college to back home. And Aliana, you just asked the perfect question. So what is this podcast going to look like? Well, I'm just going to give you guys a brief backstory on what I did in Australia, how I got there, and why I'm back home. Like, why did you go back home if you enjoyed so much? You looked like you enjoyed so much. I mean, I hope it looked like I enjoyed so much because I did. But like, why are you back home? And also, how did you go through that? That's the biggest chunk, I think, of this podcast is how did I do it? I'm going to be sharing five ways that I've managed or navigated through life's transitions and the pressures of, you know, growing up and adulting and discovering things for yourself. That's all gonna happen in this podcast so just keep on listening (laughs) so i guess the first thing that i could do is give you guys a backstory what was it like in high school high school was like i was an overachiever you know the school that i went to brent international gave me a lot of options to explore the different sides of me to discover my passions i i basically did everything thing that they offered they offered performing arts they offered sports they offered higher level academics they offered like um, outreach programs and all these things I did everything under the sun if there's a standard that should be met I'm most probably going to try my best to reach that standard because that's the way that I was brought up and um, I never want to settle for less than I could possibly achieve so that was me in high school. You know, I discovered the system of what it looked like to be successful. And for the most part, I achieved that. You know, I graduated with pretty good grades and with achievements that gave the announcer of my graduation a mouthful. That was my goal. <laughs> so graduating from high school, I realized that the world didn't follow the system that I was very much used to. It didn't follow the system that I considered myself um 
successful at you know it didn't give me a report card at the end of every semester telling me how good i was doing where i could improve where i should focus on it didn't chase me down when i had a deadline to finish um it didn't hand me opportunities to discover my passions and and to collaborate with people and to make mistakes and to not have consequences when doing that the world was not gonna baby me anymore. That's what I understood after I graduated from high school. And so I was just in this anxious bout, <laughs> in this hole of like wallowing in self-pity and like thinking like, what is my future gonna look like? Who am I gonna marry? How much money am I gonna make? What's my career gonna look like? What, am I gonna be able to wear like a suit when I get into an office? Am I even gonna stay in an office? Like, all of these things were just eating me alive because I didn't have a gauge of what success looked like anymore. Because the world is going to tell you many different things. Success is having a big house or having a bunch of money or, you know, having a thousand million followers on YouTube. Like, that's the world's definition of success. But quickly, I had to differentiate what God wanted for me, what God considered success, and what the world considered success. And there was this verse that was following me around when I graduated from high school. Like, I would see it at billboards, I would see it, like, um, at church, I would see it at random books, I would see it in social media posts, and it was Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And what's so beautiful is that all of those things that I was concerned about fell under the category of all these things. And suddenly I was not given a thousand things to worry about, but I was reminded, like God just really reminded me that he's the only person that I have to focus on, that I concentrate all of my efforts on, that I concentrate all of my um, definitions of success and standards on. Because when I'm worrying only about him, or when I'm concerned only about him, everything else he's going to deal with, and he's going to deal with properly. Because when I deal with something with my own hands, with my own ability, with my own willpower, um, it's going to be done subpar, it's going to be done. Okay lang. But when it's dealt with by the creator of the universe, I know it's going to be successfully, immeasurably great, unimaginably wondrous. And as I said a while ago, if there is a standard of greatness that I can reach, I'm not going to settle for less. And mind you, I only started really developing my close relationship with God after I graduated from high school. Because once you discover that all of the things that you deemed important were no longer important, <laughs> you ask questions like, where am I going to go after I die? <laughs> you ask questions like, what really is my purpose? And just being more involved in church and hanging around Christians and being closer to my pastors, all of those answers were revealed to me when I had a closer relationship with God. Because it wasn't anymore my burden to be a certain way, but it was my honor to be able to live a life that was glorifying God. So what does that look like? What did seek first the kingdom of God look like for me after graduating from high school? It was dedicating a gap year 
to going to Hillsong College. So Hillsong is a Bible-based church that also has a college. And the college course that they offered that I took was film and TV. Um, so you were learning about, you know, cinematography, digital editing, and lighting, and sound, and all that jazz. But you were also learning about the Bible. You were learning about personal leadership, how to um, be a team member. You were learning how um, the Bible worked, how to read the Bible, how to understand the Psalms, and the Old Testament, and the New Testament. And obviously, when you are studying about the Bible, the book of truth, you're going to be learning a lot of things about yourself. So anyway, when my youth pastor, Stephen, offered this idea to me, why don't you go to college at Hillsong? I was just like, why is this so perfect and like exactly what I need? Because he also mentioned that it was in Australia. So I was like, perfect. A perfect opportunity for me to develop independence, which in the Philippines is something that is quite difficult to have because we have a lot of help. We have parents that um, want to keep us in their home until we are married. We have a system of a culture that is ma'alaga. And so being in another Western, westernized uh, country really allowed me to develop my independence. And so when I went abroad, you know, um, especially at a church, and, and Aliana, you know, when, when you, if you are planning to study abroad, the, the biggest thing that helped me um, be comfortable in an area that was so unfamiliar was really being rooted in a church. Because when I didn't know anybody, when I didn't know right from left, when I um, had nobody to run to when I was going through certain things, I knew that church was my dwelling place. Because that's where Jesus was, and that's where God was, and that's where God revealed himself to me, you know. Um, and I knew that even if I'm here or I'm there, I can't bring my family with me sometimes, I can't bring my friends with me everywhere I go, I can't bring my bed with me, my comfortable bed, or, you know, the things that keep me going, I can't always bring them. But God follows me around everywhere I go, and church was the perfect place for me to understand that. Um, and so in a place of so much uncertainty um, and in a period of transition in my life, going to college in another um, country, my relationship with God was really the reason why um, I was able to push through. And the community that I was in that was encouraging a deeper relationship with God was the reason why I was able to push through. Um, and so, yeah, everything was amazing. And I was only meant to stay there for one year since it was only supposed to be a gap year. And then I was supposed to go abroad to another um, college to actually pursue film. Like, that was my plan at the end of the day. But I fell in love with Hillsong, so I asked my parents, can I stay another year? And it was just, like, amazing. So that's January 2020 already. I was starting my second year of Hillsong College. And then, so, like, if everything was so great, why did I go home, right? <laughs> well, COVID hit. And you know when you like have like a leakage somewhere and you just take duct tape and you're like, yeah, let me wrap that around. And for the most part, yeah, okay, cool. It's working. It's not leaking anymore. And then an earthquake hits and then the pipe just opens up and breaks the duct tape and all of the water just starts gushing out. That was my life in COVID. <laughs> you know, um, not being able to do all of the things that I was quote unquote busy with allowed me to have to deal with certain things in my heart, in my life, with my loved ones that I left undealt with. You know, I had that alone time with God 
during the crisis and i asked him lord what we have to deal with and he really brought them up i was made to reassess where my life was going and it made no sense that it was leading me back home but for some reason it gave me so much peace like so i I hope you guys can imagine this situation so i'm living abroad and australia is absolutely crushing this this um virus it's beating it so there's so many mass testing you know the the government is acting so fast um we're given like restrictions that are easy to abide by you know we have a lot of space the government is great and then in the philippines it's just getting worse and worse and worse and so the context of my parents with the covid crisis is horrible and my context is for the most part pretty positive pretty good and the government was telling me a different thing and my parents were telling me a different thing on how to handle the situation social media was telling me how to handle this situation my friends were telling me how to handle the situation and there there, there came to a point where i had to just okay i had to accept all of these things respect these different relationships of mine but i had to take all of this and i had to deal with it with god because at the end of the day i had to discover my own convictions when it comes to this pandemic and many people with sound minds were telling me why are you even thinking about going home australia is so safe but personally i would rather have a mind that is sound and mental health that is well living in an area that say is more unsafe because of the you know uncertain pandemic than living in australia where there's virtually no virus but being so worried about it and really being like you know so unsure and unsettled i was just so unsettled that's actually the perfect word so i'm not going to go so in depth and i hope you guys can understand my privacy here but i just had a lot of conflict that made me unsettled and for some weird reason it made so much sense to go home and when i decided okay you know what lord i have certain wants but your will is better than anything that i'm ever gonna want then i'm gonna listen to you and i surrender all of the things that i possibly want to do i just want to do what you want to do and he gave me this opportunity to decide whether to go home when i decided i was gonna go home oh my god i can't even describe to you it was like peace just rushed through my body like a river and this like sigh of relief was like you made the right decision han and then suddenly things started falling into place and certain things that i never considered i was like oh my god yeah like for example i'm never going to be in the situation where my family is in, living in one place again you know for a very long time like no we're never going to be in the situation again probably in the next two years my brother is in jesus name i'm praying that abscbn will get back on its feet but he's going to start getting projects again and he's going to be filming again and my sister i'm hoping is gonna you know get married in the next few years and so she's going to move out and then bench is going to go to college maybe here or abroad and you know like we're never going to be in this situation again and i just wanted to put my family first because i put myself first um when i went abroad and even talia like my own roommate she was like i'm the last person that wants you to leave but for some reason it makes sense for you to go um i really can't give you guys like a clear clear reason because this decision was made like as a result of like a culmination of many different things but it just gave me peace that's where i'm gonna end it at
So there was this one Sunday where I was listening to a message from our pastor, Brian, and he said, remember your dreams. This pandemic is a perfect time to do that. And I was like, oh, hold up. Yes, it's a perfect time to revisit our priorities. Why was I here? Why was I at Hillsong? Number one, I wanted to develop a deep-rooted and solid relationship with God. Because as long as that is sorted, as, as long as my relationship with Him is ongoing, He's going to take care of every single thing that I could possibly worry about in my life. And that had to deal with my you know my future and everything that my future had in store so that was number one and if i was going back to the philippines i wasn't gonna leave god in australia he was gonna come home with me (laughs) he goes everywhere i go and so i was like oh doable in the philippines number two was film upskilling learning how to become a director cinematographer you know um learning how to do lighting and sound and all that jazz If there was one lesson that I learned from my film classes, it was that you learn the most through experience. Yes, you can sit down and learn from a classroom, but at the end of the day, you just have to take a camera and run with it. And from there, you will learn so much. Number three, um, the third reason why I went abroad was to develop independence. And when I go back home, to the Philippines, it's not its not like I'm going to lose all of the lessons that I learned about being independent. Now I'm home and there are times where I'm like, mom, dad, family, can I cook for you guys? And I know how to cook. Or there are times where I'm like telling my maids, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can just fold my clothes. It's not a problem. Or I can wash my clothes. It's not a problem. Or I learn how to clean my own things. You know, like independence, you'll take everywhere. And it's not something that I leave also in Australia. So when I revisited these three things, I was like, shoot, man like i've done it already (laughs) and so like i think it's time to head home now we're going to talk about the five ways that i've managed these life transitions that i've navigated through these and um struggled through them (laughs) the things that have helped me and maybe may help you guys too hopefully it might help you aliana i hope this answers your question But I had to revisit my 2020 verse. My verse of the year was Hebrews 12 is Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2. And it goes, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. That was my 2020 verse and now looking back at it, it was the perfect verse that I could share with you guys that helped me navigate through all of these life transitions in the matter of two years. And so the first thing is, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, what does that mean? We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Who are the people around your life that are looking onto you, that are witnessing you living your life? Number one, I leveraged on support. There were many people who were around me, my, my parents, my mentors, my friends that have already gone abroad before me that I needed to leverage on their support. I needed to ask them questions because they probably have gone through that transition before me. Who can I draw guidance from at this specific moment? And we have to be open to listening because we need all the help that we can get. So that's number one, leverage on support. You're not meant to do life alone. And there are many people um, that are around you in your immediate circle that 
could easily help you with a transition that you've never gone through before you know i love that thing of like um proverbs 1 verse 5 says a wise man will hear and increase in learning an amount of understanding will acquire wise counsel we need wise counsel in situations that are new to us so who are the people in your life that are friends to your future that's a big thing because you're going to disappoint a lot of people honestly when you transition (laughs) you're going to let down a lot of people some people are going to say hannah why are you leaving the philippines when your career is already doing well like that makes no sense or other friends of mine are going to be like why are you going to bible school you know like that makes no sense (laughs) There are going to be people in your life that you're going to disappoint and you're just going to have to determine, are these people, is this person a friend to my future? So number two is to let go. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. We know where our faults are, where our easy faults are, what our blind spots are, where we usually have pitfalls in our life. Me, it's being lazy. It is... um being anxious, worrying too much. These are the sin that so easily entangles me, that um, prevents me from reaching my goals. Sometimes when you are in a period of transition, you have to recognize what are my old ways and what should I keep my ways and what should I let go of. I'm not going to anymore bring these past mistakes, these bad habits into the new, newer parts of my life transition means to let go and i'm not anymore gonna let these things hinder me like it's that thing of when you're traveling to another place going abroad oh my god my biggest fear was gonna be was being overweight was having extra baggage that i had to pay for that um i had to leave at a certain place like it was just the worst thing i didn't want to bring extra baggage and it's the same thing with your mindsets with your personality with who you are don't bring the things that are not going to help you in the next season of your life whether that's people, whether that's judgmental ideas, preconceived ideas of how you should treat people, like let go of those things that are not going to be helpful. You have to think about what's essential now because I'm not going to bring these things that are not essential. So Dr. Dennis, he's somebody that really speaks into the life of my family. Um, He said, don't let the pleasurable people of today suffer the consequences of the painful people of yesterday. Sometimes when we go through trauma, when we go through difficulty, we suddenly take in these um, assumptions that like, wow, everybody's like that. I can't trust anybody. Or um, fine, I'm just not going to open up because when I open up, I'm not received properly. These are very toxic beliefs that we don't want to bring into the next seasons of our life because not everyone's going to treat you that way. We have to have faith that there is a possibility for the future to be brighter than what the past was. Um, So let those things go, guys. Whatever hinders you from being the person that you want to be, let it go during this transition. And it will make it much easier because if you have less weight on your shoulders when you're moving into a new season of life, you're going to be much lighter and you are going to be able to, number three, you're going to be able to run. And I love this. This is just such a simple command. But simple doesn't necessarily mean easy. To run, guys. When we enter into a new period of our life, when we're transitioning into a new period of life, it's very easy to tiptoe. <laughs> to be worried about 
oh my gosh, where do I go? I don't know anything. I'm so unfamiliar. To be really like, you know, reserved, to be closed off and to be worried about all the things that you don't know. Like you don't even know what you don't know. It's, it's nerve wracking. But God tells us to run. But when you run to something, you run to it because you are excited and you have wonder in your eyes and you have curiosity and excitement and and joy and imagine it's like a playground for a kid it's like running around wanting to discover every crevice of that playground wanting to like play with every toy in that playground that is your new um life experience that you were transitioning into that's the way that we should enter into these things when i got to sydney i was like i want to discover I'm not going to be afraid that I don't know a certain thing. I'm going to discover it for myself. I want to keep that wonder in my eyes, that childlike wonder. And I want to run around and discover. But when we're running, this is a very important thing. When we're running, we have to know where we're going. Because if we don't have goals and destinations and um, markers that, okay, this is my priority, we're not going to know where where we're running. You know, we're just going to run around in circles. But when we have a goal, you know and you're running towards that goal you're gonna discover such great things on the way and it's beautiful you know so for example my goal was really to discover independence to to enjoy the creation that god had in australia and australia is so beautiful and so i was just going on lots of trips and i was like you know walking around everywhere i was visiting every store i was discovering what it's like to be a local to discover beaches and whatnot I was now a small fish in a big pond and I wanted to discover that pond. I wasn't going to be discouraged because I was a smaller fish. Maybe there were times that I was discouraged, but I wasn't going to let that stop me. And so guys, run. You have a limited amount of time in that new place that you are in. After a while, it's not going to be new to you anymore. It's going to be familiar to you already. So while you can, keep that wonder, keep that awe because that's where the beauty of life is, you know? When you're welcoming experiences with open arms and not with reserved ideas or whatnot. And then number four, the verse says to run with perseverance. And I think that's so beautiful. What it means to persevere, it's to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. What does that mean? So number one, it means that there is going to be difficulty. (laughs) But you're going to have to continue on even if there's difficulty. You're going through something new. You have to be easy on yourself. You will have a hard time. I mean, personally, I had a hard time. Some people can take transition pretty well because maybe they transition a lot, (laughs) which good for you. But I personally am a creature of habit and i love my routines and i love knowing where things are and so when i'm in a period of transition it's very much difficult for me because i have to adjust to other things and adjusting takes time for a processing being like me there will be trial and tribulation in this world but take heart because i have overcome the world that was what god said that's what jesus said he said there is going to be difficulty in this world but don't worry about it i've overcome the world i've died in the cross so that you may have a beautiful life here so if god has already done all that for us if jesus died in the cross he's already did the mostest (laughs) for us every single thing that is lesser than dying for somebody that's taken care of you know there are going to be times when you're in the valley and you're going to be you're going to have to have grief you know you're gonna you're gonna be sad about the things that you may have lost that you may have left behind And it's okay to grieve. 
it's okay to not be the happiest person all the time. You know, letting go is quite difficult. Um, and it may look like what you traded off to be here is so much more than what you're getting. But perspective is everything. And perseverance means to push even if you don't see the success yet. And so keep on sewing. Keep on working hard. And whenever you do something, when you're sacrificing something, this is what God tells us. When I'm sacrificing, you know, my hard blood, sweat, and tears for what he wants me to do, it's going up. That's a sacrifice. And when you sacrifice something to go up, that means it's coming down. And it's going to come down in the shape of a blessing. And blessing is not going to come down as the same amount of effort that you brought up. No, it's going to come tenfold, hundredfold, thousandfold. And so that's what encourages me to push through even if, you know, it's a difficult situation. You know, like, I feel like when you're transitioning into something, you um, kind of are leveling up in life. <laughs> and I love that um, statement of new levels, new devils. <laughs> when you're moving into a new level in life, you're going to have to face challenges that you've never ch- faced before. But once you go through those hurdles man you're gonna be much stronger than you have ever been and that's amazing like growth growth takes time growth takes difficulty but it's all the more worth it when you're like we did this man (laughs) we did this and number five is fixing your eyes on jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of faith if you are not somebody that is a christian and that believes um in the God that I believe in, what is your center? You know, what is your purpose? What is your main source of life? Mine is my faith, whatever yours may be. We have to fix our eyes on that. Keeping the main thing the main thing. What is your main thing? Mine is my faith. Mine is Jesus. And so I want all of the time my eyes to be fixed on him. I could just imagine there being a path. He paved the path. He's the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. He's the one who already made the way. All I have to do is look to him and let him be my guide. And so that means, again, everywhere I go, he's there. He's already paved the way. As long as I follow him. But, you know, Jesus is explained as like a shepherd. And a shepherd is somebody that leads the sheep. But many times I could be that really annoying sheep that when the shepherd is leading them into like a beautiful land of you know the best things that you can ever think about i'm like straying away and i'm like oh i want to go my way i'm that annoying sheep but i want to and then god's like oh my god hannah come on this way this way this way and i'm like yeah but i want to go my way and i think like my way is better than your way no it's not (laughs) he created the world he knows what's better than your way (laughs) And so I always have to remind myself, Papa, fix my eyes on Jesus, fix my eyes on Jesus. Because if he paved the way, he's going to provide the means for me to walk that way that he's paved. And I love this thing that Bill Johnson said. He's a very good preacher um, of Bethel Church. He said, nothing catches God off guard. (laughs) There are going to be things that are going to catch you off guard as you go through life that you have never experienced before. but nothing catches god off guard even before the problem comes up god has already created a solution and so when we fix our eyes on him 
every problem that we undergo, as long as we're walking the way that he wants us to walk, a solution will be provided for. Those are my five ways that I've navigated through life transitions. Leveraging on your support, number one. Knowing that there are people who have come before you who are wiser than you and who are more experienced. And you can take advantage of that. Number two is to let go. Let's not bring extra baggage from our past to the future that we are walking into. Number three is to run, to enjoy the wondrous world that we have been birthed into. (laughs) Number four is to persevere, even despite difficulty. Pushing through it will mean a stronger and more resilient you. And number five is to fix your eyes. Personally, that's to Jesus. And that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you would like to send in a Quento request of your own, all you have to do is send me an email at quentuswithhana at gmail.com. Make the subject the topic of what you want me to talk about, and then record yourself following the format of introducing your name, where you're from, and what you want to make Quento about. You can also add a little explanation as to why you want me to talk about such, just so that I can relate with you more and I can understand. Send that through and I would love to do a podcast for you. Okay, that's all. Have a great day, guys. Bye!